welcome to the Self-Realization Now Web podcast and today I will share part two of my direct experience of self-realization. If that can support you in your own realization. So the day I realized that I was not, that my nature, my true nature is not personal. I realized that everything appears in awareness and everything appears in awareness and dissolve in awareness. So any thought arise in awareness and dissolve in awareness. And every emotion arises and dissolve in awareness and I am that awareness. So what I am cannot be described. It's just this awareness that is ever present. It's just this very, very simple awareness that I believe to be personal for for a very long time. So the realization was quite simple. It's It was just realizing that I have the experience of being a person. But if I look to my direct, direct experience, if I don't refer to thoughts or memory, there is awareness and beingness present. So in this moment, I don't need thought to realize that awareness is present before thoughts. So this simple recognition was at first quite disturbing. I felt destabilized. I didn't know what was happening. I never searched for it. I never, I was never, I was not on a a non-dual path of seeking knowledge around this. So I didn't know what it was. I didn't even know what the word awakening meant. But when when it happened, I realized that that must be it. So (laughs) I searched for information about that. And when the realization happened, there was a lot of bliss that was felt for probably four to six weeks with intense unconditional love energy that was um, felt in the body, like um, such an outpouring of energy of love. So I understand now that it's the opening of the heart. I don't know if if it's related, but in my experience, there was a lot of suffering preceding realization. Like there was intense, intense suffering around managing problems and the mind was going and going and going, trying to resolve things. And a lot of distressing emotion came to the surface. I felt huge distress of the child, like the distress of this little child that I was, that was, in my experience, there was some some neglect. I was left alone and my dad was drinking a lot. So I was, I was feeling unsafe as a child. So all of these emotional turbulence were right surfacing at the top and, the, and there was intense suffering in... Um, psychological suffering of the mind, trying to resolve everything. 
and there was a conflict with a colleague at work when it climax <laughs> through this this conflict and then with this this colleague we had a conversation and she said would you be ready to meet so that we meet ourselves instead of being close and she asked me the question would you do you want to be this this person that is closed or do you want to be open to meet midway so and and i said i don't want to be that person that is closed and through that meeting i really felt fully heard seen and understood to a depth that maybe was the the um the um sparks of 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 the kundalini awakening energy so because the the love the understanding the the listening that i received was so full of love that it it created an immense contrast with the state i was in for many months and i remember that after that meeting there was kind of a euphoria an euphoric state of being something something just opened there and i didn't realize my true nature there and then i believe this was january and uh, after this meeting with my colleague she asked me if i would take a job to work with her and that would have put me in a place of responsibility and a career growth place so there was an opportunity for me to be at the head of teams of, of people and our, our conflict had resolved so beautifully that she was confident that I could take a position to work with her and I had to think about it because there was a decision that needed to be made if I, I knew that intuitively knew that if I moved towards this position I would I would put a lot of time in my work and I would be able to achieve and um grow my career and there was another position that i was proposed to take which was more of an internal small position with less responsibility and more um task uh, repetitive repetitive tasks that should be done alone on my own working alone working with my own schedule and this position was less um a career wise was less interesting so i remember thinking and intuitively choosing the the latter position to work alone at home with these little task so that i would have more time to go in inside internally so that i would be less uh, um um focused on the external world and more internally and so i made the decision then and it was a, a difficult decision there was really a a point where i didn't know what to do but i felt inside intuitively to go towards the uh, position that was more an internal position and from there making that decision i started to look into books about well-being and i i really wanted harmony so i was led by intuition and infinite uh, love and infinite uh, intelligence to find uh, my way to my true nature 
So I found the greatest secret book. I didn't know much, nothing about non-duality. I had never seek spiritually, like officially in the in terms of knowledge and books. So I um, I read the book and then I through this book I realized that the experience of being a person is happening inside a wider space of pure awareness, which is impersonal. So our nature is an impersonal being and we have access to the lens of perception of the mind that make us feel there is that we are a person that we are having a personal experience so through that realization like i said a lot of bliss came forth in my experience because there was a lot of contracted energy in me now retrospectively i can see that why there was so much bliss was the relief the relief that that was felt was immense the relief of letting go of all the baggage and all the the thought and the memory and the identification that i have gone through this and because of that i can't go there and because of this all of these because and the whole thread of the story could be dropped and when it was dropped, there was intense bliss. And it lasted for a while until I got re-identified with the mind. And I started to believe, oh, that's not true. That was just a book. Nothing has really happened. I'm really sad. And all this story, I got reattached and identified to those stories. And that became really, really, really hard because... I knew now that there was a place of peace and freedom and I couldn't access it anymore. Retrospectively, I now see that it's because I got reattached to the mind, re-identified with the mind. And that was a, a place of intense suffering because they, there was more, there was awareness that there is something else that I, and, but I always, I was so re-identified with the mind that I was just trying to, trying to get back to it. And the more we try, the more it's eluding us because the trying is what caused us to not feel the peace of being. Because the peace of being cannot be found by trying. It's found when there is a letting go of trying. And I was blessed to find on my path a spiritual teacher who pointed me towards the practice of embracing and loving this person. Love that person. Love that person that feels fear. Love that person. Love that, that truly person. Heal Julie's pain. So that's how I that's how I did it. I, I just stayed in this welcoming presence of awareness and I let all emotion surface, all the suffering, all the fear, all the sadness. And um at first I really hoped that it would end. 
And the search for, for the end of suffering is suffering in itself. So that's another identification with mind that, that this should stop. And I really at first hope, when will this end? And at some point there was a turning point where I was ready and okay to fall apart. So it felt like now bring it on. Bring it on. I want to see everything. I want it all. I want to fall apart. And in the falling apart, liberation happens. The falling apart is revealing liberation if there has to be falling apart. And falling apart, I mean meeting all the belief, the belief that I can't do what I want, the belief that I'm scared of being alone, the belief that I'm separate, the belief that I'm misunderstood, all, all of it. I just want to be with all of it from unconditional love. So I would just take some walk, stay in awareness, stay as awareness and feel everything. What does it say inside? What does it say, this this emotion? What, do, what would it say if it had words? Oh, I need to be understood. I need to be seen. Embracing that so fully from divine love. That it dissolve and release. And with it, the need to be seen and understood dissolve. There's immense freedom from that. And the fear to be seen as well. The fear to be speaking publicly or like I'm doing right now. Dissolving that fear as well. So without the fear of being seen... And without the need of being seen, speaking just happened. So being myself is natural. Having lost the need for approval, having lost the need for safety, security. Of course I'm not speaking about the safety of the body physical safety, but I'm speaking about the need to accumulate, the need, the need to hide, more those need that dissolve through the process of the dissolution of the sense of separation and the dissolution of identification with mind, identification with thoughts. So thoughts are not adopted anymore because they can't stick. I am unable to fully believe a thought. I'm unable to adopt a thought fully. And if I do, if I do, it will feel I will feel an emotional contraction and then I will immediately listen and look and love that contraction. So there is 
no end point. There is no more hope for it to end. And through that freedom of not wanting it to end, it, it feels more like it has ended. <laughs> but there is never an assumption that it's over, that, it's, that everything has been seen. There are always blind spots that I can discover and unravel but there is no suffering from it there is no there's no more looking for an end point it's just what is arising here now the practice of welcoming i i found in the greatest secret that's where it is uh, described and i started with that practice and i did that on my own for about a year just being on my own with everything feeling the feeling and listening and letting it move in the body letting it be released fully heard and seen and and it is my understanding that all of those feeling they were they were they were kind of those feeling that were never seen and heard when i was a child and i love um when speaking about truth speaking about the fact that we are multidimensional beings so we do have access to mind we do have access to being a person and at the same time, we are beingness itself. We are this pure open space of awareness. And at the same time, we have this vulnerable child inside of us that may need to be seen, heard, and healed so that all that remains after the pain is let go, but the joy and the magic of the child, the awe of just looking at a bee, looking at a flower, all that joyful child expression is 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 then on the surface as all the pain is let go what is left is the pure magic delight childlike love joy So the most beautiful thing that you can do if you are exp experiencing these opening and these contraction is to let everything be seen and heard from a place of unconditional love and to have no resistance and no desire for an end point. It's normal that we desire it to end. But at some point, there comes a times where you have this energy arising in you which says, bring it on. I really want to see everything. Because as soon as you start to realize every time something is seen and met fully, it is released and leave your energy field. And your energy field is upgraded. So every time you meet something and you are feeling fully it's releasing from your energy field and your energy field becomes lighter and lighter and lighter 
And resistance is only like a waste of time. It's just postponing the moment where you will finally feel and open yourself fully. So bring so much love to all the quirks of the character, to all the fear that they melt in that love. So I had to do this because after the bliss subside, I was frantically seeking, frantically searching for the bliss to come back because I thought, I adopted the thought that bliss was our true nature. But bliss is also just an experience appearing in awareness. It's also just an experience. Our true nature is not bliss. More bliss is revealed as the emotional body is dissolved in love. Yes, there will be more bliss, but bliss is not our true nature. So searching for bliss is not the answer. Because searching for bliss is a resisting of whatever is here. And the resistance to what is here prevent bliss to be present. So stop searching for bliss if you can and feel what is here and as everything is felt, bliss will be revealed. So I had to let go of that, let go of trying to be in bliss, of searching for security, searching for love, searching for oneness. All of that had to be let go to realize that it's here when everything is let go. So it's 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 a path to to return to where we actually are. So that is the paradox. We take a path to return to what what we actually are, what is actually here. So as I went to welcoming and being in pure awareness, there is awareness, there is space for any emotion to come. Any emotion, there is space for you here. I would practice this sentence. It's okay, I see you, sadness. I hear you fully. There is space for you here. You can stay as long as you want. And as these emotions dissolved, there was more possibility to deeply listen. What would it say if it had word? It would sound lonely and scared. I'm really scared. So there is space for you here, fear. It's okay, there is space for you. I practiced that for about a year and then I found that I had to go a little bit deeper. I had to unravel some deeper layer of identification. I had to meet the story, I am a failure. I had to meet some energy that were fear of non-existence, anger, hate, unfair, it's really unfair. I could feel the child, 
that I was looking at my dad and, and saying, it's really, it's not fair. You're not here for me. And all that was projected uh, outside, I could turn the opposite now. I'm here for me. I'm here for you. I'm, I'm seeing you energy. That says it's unfair. So I am not perpetuating separation, which only continue to um, continue to, to fuel suffering. So I'm not fueling separation. I'm not fueling suffering. Now I'm I'm melting everything in love. So I had to go a little bit deeper to dig some unseen energy and I, I reached a point where I I felt liberation from suffering I reached a point where I felt no fear of feeling so that was an immense um, turning point no more fear of feeling and after that, just the realization that it's only thought. None of them are true and I'm not thought and I'm not emotion. These emotions are just energy arising and dissolving. So there is still the possibility, of course, to, to be a person. <laughs> of course. But there is no personalization of things. There is no self-reference point. This is happening to me. There is no me anymore. But there is still the experience of being a person. And it's totally fine. But it's held within a wider space of impersonal awareness. So I can function from this spaciousness of being at all time. And my life is now surrendered to trust, intuition, and wisdom. There is full trust in intuition. Knowing that intuition is our link to infinite intelligence. And all that the mental lens does is create static and noise which prevents us from listening deeply to intuition. So the, the intuition is present, but when mind is covering it, it, it creates so much noise that there is no possibility to hear <laughs> intuition. So now I just, the mind is just a movement and I'm centered and still while it's moving. There is no pull to adopt thought. There is no pull to suffer. And there is a feeling of wanting to be of service for anyone that that wants this happiness that is our birthright it's everyone's birthright so if you're looking for it it's okay to look for it you are at the right place the one thing that i remember through the greatest secret when i listened to the greatest secret 
I chose to accept that it was possible to live in a state of happiness without sorrow. I chose to accept that that was possible. And I now realize intuitively that was my true nature that was calling me or Julie back home. It was calling... Words are... It's it's hard to put in words, but it's kind of... It was already dissolving the mind. Or the mind was dissolving in, in true and in pure awareness. The mind, the mind couldn't sustain. It was... It's as if the mind came to a conclusion that it was unable to be in charge. The month preceding realization, for me, the mind was in distress, in total distress. And all the feeling, the emotion, that the distress was also the distress of, I can't keep up, I can't... It was... It was coming to an end, like a dead end. And it's the most wonderful blessing. It's a grace. It's a blessing. So if you are listening to this and you're looking for your way home, then take what what resonates for you and... (laughs) run with it (laughs) everything is unfolding perfectly all the time it's just that we can't see it when we fully believe the mind okay so that's it for part two I hope this brings you something okay bye bye